0: Your horse training questions answered. Answered. Welcome to the Carson James Podcast. Your weekly boost of horsemanship. No jargon, no fluff, and no BS. Just natural, proven solutions that work. And now, here's Carson James. Okie dokie for this podcast I'm just going to tell you guys about the new horsey that I bought and she's bred really good and I got her for a really good price because she's only a three-year-old and I guess she's had, uh, like 30 rides put on her, but, uh, they, they sold her for really cheap because they said she's just really, really witchy is the term that was used and that she would kick out a whole lot, uh, like constantly when you would try to lope her or trot her or anything. And it's true. She absolutely did. And you would swear, just like a lot of times when horses are not, not understanding things, you know, you would swear that there was something like medically wrong with her. But, uh, had everything checked over, the teeth, uh, the teeth were floated and all that. So when I got her to the house, I did like the stuff in the groundwork section of the virtual clinic and not, not even a whole lot of it. I just got her where she could kind of face up in the round pen. Uh, definitely got her where she could do the fencing and she had quite a bit of trouble with just those things. So Uh, first two days I had her, I got, got that stuff going and then I started getting on her and, uh, she, she acted a lot like a hot, like a kind of a blown up barrel horse, even though she was only three, like she would kind of just randomly trot, but it was in a real bothered kind of way. So it was like, even when she was walking, she was running off with you at the walk. And then sometimes, if you would, uh, if when she kind of randomly trot, if you just kind of go with it, because usually you can, you know, if a horse needs to move like that, you can just kind of go with them and let them kind of trot around and just kind of direct them for a few minutes. And then they just come back down to the walk on their own. They realize that, you know, you're not making them go. But because of how she was ridden or what she had going on or whatever, she was just always real tense. And uh, when I tried to kind of go with her in that trot, she would just end up loping. And from there, the kicking out would start and all that. So I've ridden her like five times now. But because of what she kind of said when she did lope, now... Uh, She's getting a lot better, so it doesn't really happen much. But when she does go into the lope, I just tip her nose and kind of hold it until she breaks back to the trot. I try not to ride her in the arena. I try to ride her, like, outside because, uh, well, we'll get into that in a minute. But the biggest thing that she's got, she had two really big things going on that were kind of the cause of everything the biggest one was probably for some reason her interpretation of the leg like when you put leg on her is really, really a bad thing. So like, for one she thinks that leg means go and, I mean, sometimes it does, but not in the frame of mind that she was going into when she would go. So I did, uh, I did a lot of just kind of bending her head around to kind of keep her more or less in one spot. And just a lot of, as I'm sitting up on her, you know, a lot of rubbing her and petting her with my legs. And she's even gotten out of where, for the most part, I can kind of start bumping her with my legs and it doesn't bother. And the first time I started doing that on her, those ears would lay back and she would go to kicking out and uh she just had a really hard time with it and she would also uh she would also get real rigid and rushed and tense in her feet when I would go to put my legs on her and this is even when I had her bent around so the timing that I've been experimenting with is I would I would kind of do that and hang in there with the legs and every time the ears would go forward I would just let go of everything and go to petting her. And I would also just really open, take the legs off, let her have her head back, all that, when I would feel the feet slow down. And three or four rides later, now it's to the point to where I can I can be walking her or trotting her. And then I can just kind of go to bend her around and I can go to petting her with my legs and she'll just real softly melt down into a standstill take a deep breath so she's getting a lot uh she's getting a lot better of an idea of that a leg does not mean what whatever it is that she thought it meant you know Uh, it's probably a good way to say it and uh there's another deal that she had going on, it's, and it's in her back right corner. Now, if you've ever ridden a horse for more than five minutes, you've all experienced this. And sometimes it takes a while to recognize when it's working and when it's not, but it definitely was not working on this little horse. And what was not working was that back right corner. And you would really notice it when you would try to go to turn to the right. She would always just bend her body to the left. And the reason she would do that is because that... Oh, there's more. We're driving right now and the deer are out like crazy. There's one over there on the right too. (laughs) But what that means about that back right corner is that her right hind leg... When you're going to the right, you want that right hind leg to kind of land underneath your tailbone. Think of it like that. Now, a lot of times what will happen is that right hind leg in your right turn will not really land under your tailbone. It will land kind of to the right of your tailbone. Or it might be to the right of your tailbone and actually landing several inches behind your tailbone. I'm just using the tailbone as a, as a reference point, but basically that right hind leg needs to step underneath the load, meaning it needs to land under the center of the horse's body. And uh, what that does is it allows the horse to not drop the right shoulder. And that allows the horse... To maintain proper bend going to the right so I started realizing and I never even thought of this until I started doing this with her yesterday and it worked amazingly but uh, if a lot of you might probably familiar with the redirecting exercise and that's a way you just keep redirecting the feet and make it the horse's idea to slow down and or stop works really good so I started combining the two together what I normally do for a horse that's really stiff on that back right corner is I just keep on pushing their hips to the left so I put my right leg back a little bit from where it naturally hangs and I go to bumping or squeezing or whatever with my right leg until I feel that hip kind of slide to the left just a little bit it is kind of like disengaging the hind end but it's not to that degree where you're not you're not bending them real deep you're only bending them like a few inches not all the way around like you see and you're not asking them to actually disengage it you're actually what you're really doing is asking them to engage it technically but you're asking them to stop trying to Step their hip to the inside of the turn because that's what causes the incorrect bend and the la- and the loss of balance in the horse. So, anyways, uh, I walked her around for probably an hour a day, eh, maybe thirty or forty minutes a day, for the past two or three days now, and just doing kind of think of doing like squares. And at every corner, I would just turn her by swinging her hip to the left well now she's gotten to where when you go to reach to turn her to the right she actually shapes up and you feel that little bit of sway in the in the hips and everything is going a lot better now and i've also been trying to be really careful to release the leg oh excuse me anytime that i feel her that right hind leg go to step underneath my tailbone and even that alone has done a lot to kind of change her perception of what a leg means uh, so just pretty much as a recap the she was really really awful like like you would try to get her to go and she would just kind of start sullen up and she would lay her ears flat back and pick her head up she'd come around and try to bite your legs and just really lost well it's only been I think I've owned her for four days now maybe five and uh, it's already been a two hundred percent improvement and just as a recap what I did was and this is just you know kind of what she told me uh. It's a quick recap. Like On the very first ride, she was like, hey, legs either make me very, very tense and kind of bolty and or they make me put my ears back and, you know, get really, really mad. So spent a lot of time just bending her around, petting her with my legs. And then once that didn't really bother as much, I started showing her. That the leg does not mean speed up. The leg means step your hips over. So now, because, you know, I've been able to release every time she steps her hips over, she's starting to simply step her hips over instead of get fast, rigid, tense, and mad or choppy or rushing in the feet, things like that. So, Kind of the moral of the story is, is you try really hard to, if there's something that's bothering the horse, you try to have really good timing of the release so you can show them what to do with that feeling or that pressure. And then they will simply do that thing instead of whatever it is they were doing before. So, and yeah, I did kind of desensitize her to the leg a little bit. I felt like it was going to give me a head start and kind of rehabilitating her mind. Uh, But, you know, that that only took two or three rides. Just bending around, petting her with my legs a lot. And she's gotten a lot better about it. So try to find ways to something that they're kind of telling you they're not real sure about just really put all your focus at that area and your release at that area and just give them an action to do and every time they do that action take it away a good example is the flag you know at every clinic there's always a couple that say yeah this horse is terrified of a flag but after about five minutes, we get, it, we get the horse to where we can wave that flag pretty carelessly, and he just kind of steps his front end over and begins doing a lunge at a walk. So we never even desensitize him to it. We just say, hey, instead of getting scared, do X. And every time they even think about doing X, the flag goes away, so... It's not that we desensitized them to it. We just gave them something better to do when they saw it coming. And the end result is, is you have a horse that is responsive to a flag, you know, doing groundwork, but there's not bother. You know, like, yeah, they're alert and they're respectful of it and they're responding to it, but they're not afraid of it anymore. And it's important that you kind of keep an eye out for the differences in those two things you don't want to wind up with a horse that you can't do anything with because you've taught them to ignore everything because you accidentally thought that that would make them safe to ride or more gentle or take the spook out of them where where it won't you know so it's kind of where we're at so far, uh, let's see, if anybody's wondering, I've just been riding her in a traditional rawhide hackamore, and, uh, I feel like even just, shoot, she pretty much lived in a stall, and got a whole bunch of alfalfa, not much turnout, I don't think, and, you know, probably her having turnout with other horses, and, uh, I do I do less alfalfa and just more like regular coastal grass hay since I've had her and you know I'm sure that's helping a lot too and uh just a lot of just a lot of walking her around it's kind of a good setup in my front yard because I've got trees that are spaced out so I can kind of just walk her around and kind of weave her all around in those trees but it's also big enough where I can try to get her body real nice and straight and let her just practice walking in straight lines. And even, uh, even doing that on her, like even for, a, you know, like she's had 30 days riding or whatever, but, uh, even, even walking her around, weaving her between the trees and doing straight lines. And, you know, if you're wanting to be really nice, you know, like you want the head in the right position, you want to feel the hips working properly you want her to bend but not over bend to where she's gonna drift sideways and when I say that you know like when you try to get a horse to turn to the right and they kind of just look to the right but the feet don't really turn she she goes into that quite a bit so that's been getting a lot better too but uh yeah people underestimate with most horses, I mean, unless they're pretty dang broke, if you're really looking for perfection, you know, like really good, clear understanding from the horse, you would be absolutely amazed at how how well you can keep yourself entertained on a horse at a standstill and just walking around in the yard and you know like as long as we're on it uh you know we already mentioned you know when you're walking a straight line you want the head to be in the middle when you're walking to the right you want the head to be to the right you want the shoulder to not be dropped you want the hips to be working so uh you don't want to feel You don't want to feel the horse fall onto the outside leg. So like if you're trying to turn to the left, you don't want to feel like they're kind of drifting through that left turn, running into your right calf or your right heel. So there's, you know, there is so much that you can work on physically and mentally for the horse just walking around uh and letting them practice standing still under a shade tree you know that's pretty much all i've done with her and it's been a 200 improvement in everything she had going on so that's kind of where we're at and maybe even for the next one of these we will do another update see you next time You've been listening to the Carson James Podcast. Real. Simple. Horsemanship. Subscribe now to get new questions answered every week. If you enjoyed this week's podcast, drop us a review and share it with your horsey friends.